This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Gentlemen, how are we doing? All good, you? Yes, good. Chris, you all right? I'm very good, mate. Very well, thank you. Are you? Yes. Doing got a bit cold. But I was going to say you're well wrapped up, aren't you? Oh, I'm in garage, Anna. You look good. Oh, cheers! Like a, a boxer. Have you been going to the gym? I was a thief, not a boxer. <laughs> how, was your, how was your diet and gym going? I've been today, but I'm back on it. It's been a bad two weeks. It's been a bad two weeks. <laughs> what a terrible time to start! Just before no, December. but you'd eat two before Christmas, don't you? But now's the yeah. time. Just to claw a bit back before Christmas. Chris, it's no. been a terrible three months, man, after the flipping live shows and that. I got in on Friday night. I had a pizza, a kebab, and a big bag of chips, and I polished the lot off. I had that last night. Mm. Nice though, innit? Yeah. I have that I have that three nights a week. Never mind one night here, one night here. <laughs> Balanced diet. So 17th of December, we've got the uh, the Christmas do, the under the cost Christmas do. I cannot wait. It's gonna be a good one. David Wheater, Carlton Palmer, Manchester Academy 2. I'm off the I've drink just, until then. I've only just, you are. Yeah, the juggernaut out of control on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll dust the tequila off on the 17th of December. Yes. We like speed. You like, like speed, that film where it won't go under 50 mile an hour for me. We like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for it to be fair. I mean, I mean, t- towards the end of the tour, we were starting to get a bit fatigued, weren't we? Yeah. But now, the batteries are well and truly recharged. We're good to go, aren't we? Looking forward to seeing Carlton and Big Dave. We know what we're getting with Big Dave, don't we? Oh, we're getting entertainment. True entertainment. Do you reckon yeah. Carlton will work a bit a loafer? Do you reckon- 100%. Yeah. Weird. Swayed loafer. Cats die. I would, I would put I would put my young'un's Christmas presents on it. Yeah. Cardi? No? Nah. Suit. 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 Yeah. I think we're going to have an issue getting them to stop dancing and singing. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot of singing, a lot of dancing. We've got a bit of karaoke, haven't we? A few, a few fun and games. So, Chris, hey, can we put you in charge of coming up with some games, videos, we'll anything you games. want? We'll have some We'll have some fun times. We'll have some Christmas cheer. We'll be, uh, we'll be going on the 17th of December. So if you fancy coming... The uh, the links in the description. What do you want to ask for? <laughs> description's underneath, isn't it? <laughs> so it's in there. It's not. It's not the old yellow banner on Sky Sports News. Yeah, it's in the description. So uh, yeah, tickets are going fast, I believe. But there's still yeah. a few. So if you fancy it, come on down. It's going to be good fun. It's going to be a big piss up in it. Yeah. Oh. It's, our, it's our Christmas party and all, isn't it? Do you know that this, the, the, I think there were four shows that we did and the bar sold out of Lager. Sold that's, out. That's, None left. That's the under the cosh movement. We've drank the place dry. <laughs> that's what we like us. That's what we like. That's what we like us fans to do. Come and enjoy yeah. yourselves. Take yeah. over. Put an order in with brewery. We've had them cosh lads in. You best get some more barrels down. <laughs> the cosh the bloody, the bloody animals. Absolute <laughs> animals. Seriously though, I bet some of the venues were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and people... especially some of the like the proper theatres. Do you know they're, they're used to having Shakespeare on? Thespians are usually coming down, like pantomimes on, man, and the uh, and then they've got us dicking about like that. Paddy Kenny had a, had a shot in one hand and a, a tub of Sudacrem in over it with chaos, <laughs> and they put the shot in his eye. <laughs> 
honestly, there must be like after the but Sheffield one, they were like, that was different, wasn't it? They'd, they'd Billy Ocean on the night before, and they said it was that were more civilized than ours. There's a few said we sang uh, Red Light Spells Danger better than him as well. <laughs> Order. Oh. Order. Hey, who knows wins this week? Another massive winner. Devastated me because I never I, I never played. What? What are you doing, never, man? I thought it was your but, highlight of the week. It is, and I were and I and I, and I, were, I were lost. We sat yesterday and I were lost. Do you know why? Because I got I got a phone call after Liverpool, after the first night in Liverpool saying uh Somebody's tried using my card, or you were trying to make so I had to cancel my cards. I tried getting somebody tried frauding me anyway, so I had to cancel my card and then I didn't get my card in time. But I did get it in time, but then I forgot to put the new details in and then I went out, ah, so I couldn't put it on. Raging, I were. If if on your oh, statement, John, it says white, white hoodie, it wasn't <laughs> me, right? <laughs> white hoodie, black capo. <laughs> <laughs> He's been pulled up. He's been pulled up by Mrs. for ordering Red Shoe Diaries, ordering Blue Movie. Oh, my car- I don't know where my card is. I've been frauded. Frauded. <laughs> there's some. There's some. There's somebody in the next village pulling it, pulling it in off it with my, on my credit card. <laughs> but yeah, Die Wardle. I'm sure he's won before. You know, seventeen hundred and fifty quid got uh, eight correct. So well done, Die. What a time just before Christmas. Perfect. Oh. I know 10 winners got 30 quid and 44 got a tenner. So a nice spread below that. But uh, yeah, once again, we'll have another 10 fixtures for Saturday. If you fancy it, just download the Unos Wins app, Google Play, iTunes Store, and uh, we'll have the Under the Cost League again, just a fiver. Put your fiver in the pot, make your predictions, and we split the pot between us, don't we? I tell you mm-hmm. what, I might, I might even I might have two this week because I missed last week. Treat I, might yourself, push, John. I might push Boa to that. Cheeky. We're all young lads, aren't we? Ben Turner last week. Yeah, really, really. I mean, I enjoyed it when we were doing it. Uh, listening back, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Another nice lad, Chrissy. You know, you know, I like me nice lads. Nice like lads, yeah. I know you do. Lovely fella. You were, and uh, you know, it went down well. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. I think people were a bit outraged, a bit outraged with the stuff at the end, weren't they? What the uh, the FA? Yeah. You just want a fair playing field, don't you? For, yeah. for anything like that, no matter what. You, you we solicited to say yeah. that there's a 99 was it 99 chance that you're going to lose no yeah. matter what, no matter what night it's not that's not right is it it's not it's not fair how can you how can you tarnish somebody's life Nation, career, career yeah based on probability scandalous in it yeah i know but, it was two sides to every story but uh, but from the information that he put he put to us it, it seemed well outweighed in his favor chrissy it's there i've read the fa trans- transcript online it's there I've not read it. A few people as well um, asking where the Noel Whelan one is, but we've had to, he was advised against it, wasn't he? He's an ambassador for Leeds. and Yeah, I think I think he was busy with the media stuff with Leeds and uh, we were all ready to record, weren't we? Uh, but I think Leeds have asked him not to do, not to do it while he's still still doing the media there. So Fair fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently, Bielsa, Bielsa even told him in English. Yeah. It was that big. It was that bigger thing to Leeds United that Bielsa spoke English to him and said, "Look, Noel, I don't want no players shitting on my desk." It's a no from me, Noel. Somebody uh, walnut. Yeah. So Bielsa, it will be Elsa. Said it will be Elsa. So who are we to disagree with him? Shez this week. Uh, the second Shez to appear on the show. The second Arkin. Second Sheridan. We've had a few players on that played for him and a marmite with the fans in. With the fans, yeah, but every player that I've spoken to that's played under him, absolutely love him. Yeah. I love love playing for him, and that, I think that's regardless of what the fans, you know, you might you might have disappointed at places as in as manager, but if every player likes playing for him, it's. But I think a lot of that's because he speaks his mind. Yeah, don't you want though? Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love him. Here. I think he's brilliant. But he speaks his mind, and because of the way the game is now, I, I think people don't like it. Yeah, people are offended by it. But if if if, he, if, if he's like say, saying something to a fan, like, "What do you know about football?" He's been in the game for four thirty odd years, whatever it is, and they're trying to tell him about football. And by the you way, I mean? but he'll say it to him, "What do you know about football?" <laughs> by the way, people going about his managerial record. He's played in two World Cups and over six hundred league games, like. Oh, he's playing management. Leeds, Leeds, and there's not many, there's not many players that could be regarded as like. I know it gets thrown around a lot, the word legend, but 
the Leeds fans and Sheffield Wednesday fans, two Yorkshire clubs, absolutely love him. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny though. Before, I think I don't think it made the made the cut, but when he was at Carlisle, they won six nil, and uh, two of the, two of his players told him to fuck off, which he said like it happens. You know, he doesn't mind it, but on this occasion, his uh, post match interview, he was raging, and the comment the the report was like. You've just won six nil, John. He's like, I know, but you could see he was absolutely fuming. He said to get the interview up. So have a look at it. He was obviously raging that two of his players told him to F off. They won six nil. But coming Monday morning, it's all forgotten about. Yeah. It's a good mix. We've got a bit of a bit of his managing career initially and then his playing career, and then we go back again after for part two. So I don't know if, I don't know if it's in the part one or part two that the uh, Ron Atkinson stuff away. What is that in one or oh, two? No, you can wait for that. Wait for that part oh, two. Hold your favourite stories. Listen. By the way, he's he's is he getting up there with Warnock? Big Ron. Oh, he's still got a long way to go. But we want to get Warnock status. I mean, still big, got, big players have fucking absolutely loved him, didn't they? Saunders, Carlton, Shez. Yeah, yeah. But they, and it's a, it's the same theme, isn't it? Just man management. But well, should we get him in? Yeah. Bye. Come on, then, Shez. John Sheridan, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Nice to see you again. Not a problem. How's your Darren? Obviously, our, our second right, yeah. Sheridan on the show. Yeah, yeah. Have we got the better one on today, in your opinion? Better player, better Sheridan. Better Sheridan. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever go against him, would I? Uh, but yeah, I got the taller. <laughs> you got the taller one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, with a bit of air, what I've got left. <laughs> we've had a few lads on that have, have played for you in the past, and we've had nothing but good words. Oh, yeah. yeah, Trotsy, Neil no, Trotsy, yeah, absolutely yeah, well, loved you. Listen, yeah, Charlotte's good lad. Uh, when you've been a manager for, I think, probably managed for about 15 years now, you'll get ones what like you, and you get ones what, what's, you know, don't agree sometimes with your decisions and, and and what goes on. And football is different today, isn't it? It's like, I've always said I'm a bit old school and whether I can change now in, the, in today's game, it's probably a bit late for me to change in the way I want to manage. But I managed for 15 years and I could probably say 95% of them, being honest, 95% I think of most players will have enjoyed playing for me. But you'll get them who who don't, uh, who disagree with you and that's just the way it is. I think any manager, better managers than me will tell you, don't they? There's always ones, they'll come back and blame someone. Yeah, it's so, always them that won't be in the team. It's just natural, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. If, if somebody plays every week, they're not going to slaughter you, are they? No, because you play them. And if you're winning, it's, training's brilliant when you're winning. Everything's brilliant when you're winning. Um, but there's always sometimes faults. I'm, I'm a big believer. When I played anyway, or days gone by, and I don't want to try and go on about too much when days gone by when I played. But I don't think I ever blamed the manager. I don't think I ever blamed training. I don't ever blamed how my chicken was cooked or what my <laughs> pasta was like. Whether it was too hard or too soft. I just always looked at myself and thought, if I played shite. It was down to me. It went down no to fault. anyone else. Yeah. And I think that's... If people... If some players will look for excuses and they will look for ways to try and avoid of saying, oh, I didn't play well today and I was part of a team and, and we didn't play well. Are, are you going to get... Sorry, John, are you going to try and get back in? Um, I think there's one or two jobs I thought... I think if if possibly and I would, there was a chance I would, I, would, I would go back, but... You're not actively seeking? I'm not actively seeking, no. I'm quite happy at the moment with just... I'm a granddad. I've just got my first grandchild and I'm absolutely obsessed with her. So, And I think health reasons and things like, like I say, football's changed so much. It's just stress. And like people as well know, I lost my parents quite close together just a year ago and it, it did affect me a little bit. I carried on in the football game and I possibly should have Took just left time, then mate. and reflected on what I went by instead. I stayed in at Swindon where I wanted to stay because I wanted to, I was confident that we could keep him up, but it didn't work out that way. And things were quite difficult behind the scenes, but that's not an excuse. I still think we had good enough players. And like I say, I was the manager and I was picking the team. And unfortunately, we didn't avoid the drop. How stressful was it for you, just managing, managing in general? Did you take it home when you were in that and 
Is it as bad as what people say? I try not to take it home with me as much as I did in the early days because I probably, yeah, in the early days I thought about it too much, but as you get a bit older, you get a bit wiser and there's other things in, in life, I've, I've, you know, your kids and your family and so I try not to take it home, but you do. It's just part and parcel, you know, it's, it's something you're thinking about the next game all the time, especially if you're losing as well. It's even harder. You're thinking what team, what players, how can I change things and how you get a result. So it drags on for the week till the next game. And when you're losing quite uh, quite often, it's it's a process what carries on, carries on. You've just got to work as hard as you can to, to try and get out of it. So, uh, no, it's a very, very stressful job. I couldn't do it, I don't, I don't I don't think I could. Could you? Yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing with manager, you get, I, well, I, well, I, you get more enjoyment out of winning when you're a manager, I think. Or yeah. I have myself personally. When you're doing well as a manager, I think I get more enjoyment than when I was actually playing. Is that because of the process of the whole week? Yeah, coming together on a Saturday yeah. at three. And and listen, it works and it doesn't work. I've been at clubs where I've done well, and I've been at clubs where you think, or people on the outside who've got an opinion think that you haven't a clue what you're doing, and it's just. I said, like I said again, I've, I've seen better managers than me who've done really well, and then for some reason they go to a club and they and they struggle like mad, and that's just. Because if we, if we were all winning all the time and being great, and I'd probably have gone in for the Man United job this week. <laughs> um, but there's not many. There's not many who can. You've got. It's all down to your players. At the end of the day, and you lads have played. It's all down to your players. If you've got a group of players and a good dressing room, it's massively important. A good dressing room and a couple of players. A manager who, who loves that he's got a couple of players in the dressing room who can take care of other things while he can take a back seat and let them deal with it. But the dressing room look after itself. Yeah, but I find in today's football, doesn't happen as often as it, as it should. Is it frustrating when you follow the process that's been successful and then you've got a different group of lads and it's just not working the same? Doing the same sort of process? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you just got personalities, I think. Um, I've managed and I'm quite open. When I'm, I'm very quiet during the week, believe it or not. When it comes to a match day, I'm very... Because it's a time when it matters. Yeah. Probably a little bit too much. Some players will tell you who've played under me. You know, he shouts too much. But I'm, I'm only doing it for a reason. I'm never doing it to fall out with anyone. And like I say, I've, I've been very successful in the way I've managed. But at the same time, some players just can't respond to... Uh, and I found that in my, later, in my last couple of jobs. They just can't respond to the way I am. And that's for me to... Ch- is that for me to change now? No, I don't think so. You found because a difference in that between when you started managing... And to your last job, say, or your last few jobs, bit of a change in characters, younger lads, and you know, need mollycoddling mol- a bit more. Yeah, and just and they're going with the way the game's going at the moment. Yeah, it is mollycoddled. You got to put an arm around me. I totally respect that, but I'm quite, I'm just quite an honest manager, and I'm quite straight. If I've got something to say, I like to say it to your face. I never disrespect anyone, but I'm just honest, and I might be quite, you know, upfront in what I'm saying to you, but. I'm only saying it for a, purely for a simple reason, to try and get something out of you. But the best manager I played on was the one who moaned at me the most, Ron Atkinson. And I had players who moaned at me so much. And when, you, when I first managed, I was very fortunate. I had players with your Gregans and your Richie Wellingses and Liddles and you lads would have played against me sometimes, the teams I managed. We had some good players. And you could, and you could be up front with them and you can be, you know... I bet you Richie yeah. was up front with your back, was he? Yeah, but I, I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't mind that. Griggs was a top player, too good for the level we were playing at. And Richie Wellens and all Liddles and all them, Lee Hughes, Craig Davis, all who went on to do really well. And we were a really good team. But they had, they had that bit of something about them. You know, my captain shouted at him because he was a leader. Could take it. And yeah, just take it. And that's what they did. They, could, they knew. They knew what. And they've probably had managers before me who probably quite similar. Um, and I just found like they just responded by saying, come on, I'll. They didn't have to look at me. You could, I bet, or I used to think, fucking Ron shouting at me, or any man. In my head, I'd think, will you shut the fuck up, you dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> but I'd never turn around and say it to him. Yeah. And I'll show you. And he was, I, I, knew, I always knew he was doing it for a reason. Because he knew to, like, you know. We had that respect. Yeah. So. And I think some of them lads I've managed over the years, but I just find games developing now, and I totally understand. I think you're seeing a different style of management, and you definitely You think are. that brings more player power? whereby it loses that respect. Or fear, really. Yeah, fear, if you want to use that word, yeah. I won't say player power. I just think every dressing room, I bet, is very quiet. 
yeah. in today's football is very quiet. Do you know, like you're on about the players now, we've spoke about it many times. Do you think it goes back to them not doing all the YTS and all that shit? Definitely. Again? I, do. I think you've got to be brought up with a bit of... I've always liked with someone with a, a player or not as a person off the pitch, have a bit of edge about you. You know, when you go in on the pitch, I like a player who goes out there with a bit of edge and a bit of confidence and a bit of cockiness out on the pitch. And uh, I think today's footballers are just... Um, soft as shit. I wouldn't... Well, I could say, yeah, some of them are soft as shit and they really annoy me. They're that soft. Mm. And like I say, it might be uh, it might be just me, but... I'm going in sometimes in the last couple of jobs and I've managed and you're going in at our time and you could be getting beat 1-0, 2-0, we're not playing. You don't. There's only the manager who's the negative person in the dressing room because no one else is speaking. Yeah. So you've got to say everything and bring everything forward to the table. And, and like I say, I just, I just think sometimes they can't, they can't deal with it. And But that's just, that's only me. There was a couple of them couldn't deal with it. Get a little knock here, they wanted to come off when you're getting beat. And I won't name them, but they know who they are. Soft as shit. Do you think? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about. Obviously, you played under Roy Keane, and you, you, you spoke about how he got frustrated yeah. with lads who didn't have his ability. <clears throat> Did you have that in the same way? Still now, with because obviously you're a hard player and you get on with it. When you're seeing lads that, like you're saying, soft as shit, and the. The dealing with it different to how you would have done. Yeah. Dealt with it is difficult to take. Like, I think sometimes, yeah, but that, I don't. I would never do that in a big-headed way because I played at a you know a decent level. But I do look at sometimes. I think, fucking hell, how do you do that? Can, <laughs> why can't you trap that ball? <laughs> why are you kicking it with your shins? <laughs> I'm gonna get onto trap on, in a bit. <laughs> just come on, deal with it. And like, yeah, um, but I would never like. In a, you know, in a, oh, I've played at this level, you should easily be able to do this. Yeah. No, because they're all professional players and they're all good players. But yeah, you do think, I do look at things and think, you should make that a lot more easier. You should stand <laughs> up, you shouldn't dive in and you should just show him the line and don't show him inside, you know, little yeah, things. Yeah. And But maybe not, not even necessarily ability wise, yeah. just being a bit harder like character. But character, I, yeah. I liked, I mean, I when I played in, in teams, I was, I never shut up moaning. I did it for a reason because I was trying to get the best out of the players who I was playing with and I was lucky again I was playing with good players but then I had players moaning at me if I weren't doing my job Yeah. so if you've got all getting a grip of each other to get your standards to a level where if we're all doing it right we've got a good chance of winning haven't we and then they're coming in at half time and you lads again you've probably been in dressing rooms where you're walking in at half time and someone wants one of your teammates wants to rip your head off because you haven't tracked your runner or you haven't done it I have never in the last four or five years, I don't see that at all anywhere. So, and I don't think, I think that's gone out of the game and I think that'll probably stay out of the game. Yeah, I don't think it'll come back. No. Like that. no. I, don't, I don't, people are scared of upsetting each other. It's fucking, do you, just do your fucking job. That's all you're asking. But then, uh, then they go the other way then and go into the, Crumble. in the shell and, yeah, then, yeah. and then you get beat fucking far. Oh, you, you, you're picking on me and you're doing this, you're doing that and like, but it's for the reason. At the end of the day, you get on a Saturday or a Tuesday night, whenever you're playing, it's about winning. There's no better feeling than winning. Mm. So sometimes you're going to say things what you don't agree with. I've never, I've never fell out with a, a player. I've had an argument. I've never fell out with a player. I'm not someone who holds a grudge or anything like that. Never. I'll say my piece and I'll get on top of the player. If he thinks he's right, I'll make sure. And I, if I think he's wrong, I'll make sure he goes out thinking I'm right. I think a lot of <laughs> what you said about the... <clears throat> They haven't come through the white DS and whatever. A lot of them will just think it's personal. They'll go with it and he fucking doesn't like us or he's bullying us and whatever. They just can't see that it's a professional thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just... Well, again, Brownie, I'm thinking, I mean, that might be my fault because I haven't changed and I don't really want to change because, like I say, I've done well. But I know you've got to go with the times and managers today, I think, now they know how they go into management and I think that's it's a necessity, isn't it? I think you've just got to do it that way. You know, you can't be a shouter and ball and you can't be a... That's the way, that was the way it was years ago and and it was some very, very successful managers of it. Ferguson, I've, I know, was like it. I've, I've heard Guardiola's like that. I've heard Klopp's like that. People have told me how he coaches in the, on the training ground and Guardiola and Klopp are very much in your face and expect this and expect that. And if I think you can see it yourself. If, you, if you're not performing in even them top teams, you won't play for them. Mm. But I like that. That ruthlessness and that edge about you, that all the all the top or successful teams, no matter what league you're in, 
you've always got a couple in in that in your dressing room. Jack Lester was a he was horrible, Jack. He was a moaner, not audible lad or anything. He was a top, top lad, top, top player as well. Brilliant for me. But he'd come in moaning at half-time. And I loved it, you know, because I'd leave him then for two or three minutes, let Jack have a, have a go. And we had Rob Page there as well, experience. A couple of players who'd, like, have a go at people. And so you leave it as a manager, don't you? Because you, know, you know they're saying it and you don't need two or three voices doing it, but someone's got to come across with it. If you go in now, you think, oh, God, you're looking around, you don't, you don't say anything. <clears throat> and that, to be fair, that means that Jack's obviously busting his balls because he he, he can't come in at half-time having a pop if he's not doing it himself. So you know that one of your best players is... Jack could do it, even if he weren't doing it himself, Jack could fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jack could be the worst player on the pitch. But he was very rare often because he was, he was top draw when we won the league. He was brilliant. Him and Davis up front, both moaning because people weren't crossing balls, going in, you know... I think we both got 20-odd goals that season. Craig Davis, I never shut up moaning at him, Craig Davis. You know, look, players that are look, Ruben Reed's another. I don't think he's kicked a ball since he's stopped playing for me. He scored 20 goals in three consecutive seasons for me because I never shut up moaning at him. But did you know that, got, that got the best out of him? Yeah, he had, that, he had that in and he was like, he did it and he had it for, it was a love-hate relationship, do you know what I mean? But he got 20 and then he gets a big move or wages-wise he got a move and I think he'll tell you that. He'll have respect for me because I was on his case all the time. It was a great relationship. But he could he could handle it a little bit. Craig Davis is another. Gets he's on well, I don't I don't talk how much money, but he goes to Barnsley after he's left Chesterfield, mm. trebles his money. He'll tell you, Craig, I don't know if you've done one with Craig. He wouldn't shut up. I, he'll tell you he didn't shut up moaning at me, Shez, when he was manager. <laughs> I says, yeah, and I got you your Range Rover and I got you. <laughs> Now look at all the tattoos you got, you look the bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but he was another one. Understood you, he wanted to like, because I was shouting at him all. So he did, I wanted to show you, fuck you. Yeah, and he did. But he need, do you think he, need, he needed that? Oh, you have to, you have to get, yeah, he's one, definitely need it. Ruben needs another, you need it. But they could handle it as well in a way. Could you recognise people that couldn't handle it and go another way? Was that where you think you, you might... Have to change a little bit. People need an arm over the shoulder. I don't, I don't shout them thinking, can you handle it or you can't. I'm just being me, really. Yeah. And sometimes I might have... It's like, you know, like last year when the crowds aren't there. You can imagine, you know, but it's so quiet on the pitch. I'm at Swindon and the quiet crowds aren't there. So I can see 60, 70 years, uh, yards away that my right back's not getting close enough and he's letting crosses coming in. And I don't see anyone on the pitch saying, get a bit closer and stop him. So me fucking like an idiot is fucking screaming like <laughs> 70. I, and you can imagine what it sounds like. It can't sound good. But someone's got to tell him. And I'm doing it during the game when there's no... And that's, yeah. That's, and then, but it sounds, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't sound right. But it's got to be done because, you know, there's balls coming in left, right and centre and, and, and we're going to concede in a minute. It's been a few, the, the death of you was always a good one, wasn't it? When you could blatantly hear what's coming. <laughs> yeah. And you just... Oh, yeah. I used to just wave my arm. Ron Atkinson would shout at me. I'd just go, turn, look that way and wave my arm at him. <laughs> I wanted to turn and say, will you fuck off, you? It is, though. Do you know, like... But he was doing it for... Again, I know why he was doing it. Could you imagine, like, the teams that we played in, right, with no crowds, what it would have sounded oh. like? You'd have thought everybody fucking hated each other, yeah. You know, like, when we were playing... Yeah. No crowds. Fucking get close to him, you cunt. <laughs> but that's like how that. you used to yeah. say it, didn't yeah. you? I mean, it's not nice, but that's how you actually <laughs> talked. Ireland, I mean, I played for Ireland and I got in the team. And Ray Houghton, oh my God, Mick McCarthy, my G, Packy Bonner. Fucking never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but then you... With Venom. Good, good players, though, weren't they? Top pros yeah. and that. Never shut up. Waddle, I used to, I mean, I, I used to moan for fun, me at Brighty Hurst, you know. They're going to win us a game, aren't they, Waddle? And I mean, fucking, I wouldn't shut up at them. I'd moan at fucking Peter Shirley living behind me, wanted to kick fuck out of me after the game. <laughs> sure, he wanted to break my fucking neck every time I played with him, he'd tell you that. But, uh, but most of the time we were going in, winning the game, and then we were all like, having a, joke, after having a bite, and let's look forward to the next game. Any lads come back at you? Uh, I bet no. you wouldn't mind that either, though. You know, if, if someone stood up and wanted a, a tear up, would, how would you feel about it? Well, it depends how big they were. <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave Hurstie alone, I'd leave Brighty alone, I'd leave Shirty alone. Um, what about as a manager, manager though? Manager, yeah. Oh, manager. 
Uh, what during the game? Like at half time, you've oh, had a yeah, pop, but Ron, someone's Ron, gone from Ron Atkinson was so good at it. I mean, he picked on me, Hursty, and Bright, uh, me, Hursty, and Carlton Palmer all the time. All the time. It was always us because he'd get a reaction off one of us. That's why he'd done it. He'd always get a reaction. You'd stand up and fucking. But you weren't. You were never disrespectful to him. You'd just say, fucking. What? And then you'd throw, well, shouldn't he fucking get down? <laughs> <laughs> throw someone else in the mix. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you were never disrespectful. To, well, to Ron, I wasn't. Or most managers, I wasn't. There was one or two who I thought, Pff. but uh, never to Ron. The one, like I said, the one who shouted and got on your back. But uh, he was brilliant. He, I thought he was brilliant. Like his man management skills were the best I've I've played under. So he was doing it for a reason. He was clever with it. Yeah. But no, I've never uh, really disrespected a manager. I, I might have fuck off, will you? And, what about when you're a manager, though? Has any, any player completely lost their head with you? I weren't someone who would, like, fall out. I would never fall out with anyone. If, but I thought if someone was coming back at me and I thought, I'm quite witty, you know what I mean? I'd, I'll just come back with a one-liner. <laughs> I remember Wick, uh, Craig Westcard, I've had a go at him. And to be fair, Wesley, again, another good lad, but he was having his shite. And he was one of them giggled and laughed too much. And I thought, is he taking a piss there laughing? I think we're at Walsall or somewhere. Anyway, he'll, Craig was fine and we Good mate, we fucking talk now. But he started coming at me and doing this and doing that, and I thought he's going too fucking far here. So he stood up and anyway, he, and uh, so I've just stood up. I says, "Oi, you fucking remember you? You were in your prime at fucking Kettering. Don't you start fucking, <laughs> don't start fucking coming at me." And I just left it at that. I think that's worse than a bollock. <laughs> you were in your prime at Kettering. And then yeah. just let them walking away and just yeah. leaving you without just leave, just leave that there. Because <laughs> he was getting to me. <laughs> and I said it to him. Make you a laugh got and to joke. him. A laugh, laugh and joke. Anyway, it all stopped the argument anyway. <laughs> so uh, there's probably one or two more off the top of my head, but I can't. Um... You were in your prime at Kettering. <laughs> <laughs> just behave yourself. Another interest, uh, interest in 20 minutes, that yeah, one. Yeah, well, just going back to the start, I mean, grew, grew up in Stratford. Stratford, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start at City. Yeah, young lad, 10-year-old. Um, so-called, well, it was the academy them days. It's obviously nothing like what it is today, but, um, yeah, the, you would say the so-called best players in and around Manchester, and, yeah, we had a really, really good team. Um, City fan? Yeah. Lived right next to Man United's ground. A lot of my mates are Man United. Um, but I was not that... I went and watched them all the time, but City, if any team, I supported City. Did you get released by City? I got released, yeah. Atti just pure attitude. Um, right. I was actually, I played up front. I was a centre forward when I was in me. In Another me one. Yeah. Not, this is what people think, is no, it? Up there? Back to goal. There's a lot. Loads yeah, then I slowed down like John. <laughs> <laughs> There's loads start there. Then fucking I, I, the way I slowed down when I was 13, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I played up front, yeah, and uh, doing really well. Um Schoolboy forms and all that. Uh, I got down to fifteen. I just attitude, attitude was all wrong. I had the I had the talent, but my attitude was just totally wrong. And uh, just not living right. Like chip on your shoulder. Just with my mates. No, not chip on my shoulder. Never had a chip on my oh. shoulder. No, no. Um, just hanging around with my mates and not, yeah. you know, training Christmas Taking time. It serious. Yeah, yeah. I always thought probably got the talent, and I was still playing for. But I'm just going. I was play, I was actually playing behind the scenes. I was playing for. Uh, Sunday League team as well, Stratford Vicks, <laughs> behind the scenes. Did you score many for Stratford Vicks? Yeah, that's why I was playing for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a right team as well. <laughs> I was playing for City in the morning and playing for Stratford Vicks in the afternoon. <laughs> All my mates. And, uh, so you just, you just want to just be out with your pals on the streets? On yeah, the just, and... yeah, yeah, just attitude, mate. School, you know, like even wagging school on the odd occasion. And God, Not into school? No, just football. Yeah. Some days I'd wag it all week and just go in Friday so I could play for the school team. <laughs> <laughs> no, my just totally, my attitude was totally wrong. Yeah. And I was very, very lucky. Um, I was playing for Stratford Vicks. I'd got, been released by City. Darren, Darren had signed on at Leeds. My brother Darren was a schoolboy at Leeds at the time, 14. Um, and I was playing for Stratford Vicks. Like I say, we were a good team. Uh, and a Leeds scout come the game, offered me a week's trial, went down, never, never looked back. I was frightened of going as well. I mean, I know Leeds is only down the road as well, but I was frightened of going. I didn't want to really leave my mates. I didn't want to leave home. I didn't, but I thought just this is a massive opportunity, massive opportunity to go to a club like Leeds were in the uh, 
old, well, old First Division Premiership, Alan Clark was a manager. I went down for a week's trial and, God, I was so lucky. Playing in the youth team there, they had Dennis Irwin, Tommy Wright, Phelan, Aspin, Scott Sellers. I played, uh, stayed for a week, done really well. Still a striker at this point, have you, no, have you dropped back? No, gone to midfield, yeah. Sorry, I'd gone back into midfield. <clears throat> played, had done really, really well and he offered me a contract. At what age? Six, 16, 17, 16, 17. Must have been hard leaving the, the Vicks, was it? Not leaving play, the Vicks, yeah. Not play leaving again. All the mates, yeah. <laughs> no, no, well, well yeah, yeah probably, for you. I think I'll, I'll tell you a few more stories. I, I ended up playing a few more games, but no, <laughs> I ended up, uh, no, I went to Leeds and I, they offered me a, a year's contract and I thought, right, this is it, you know what I mean? £100 a week they offered me in 1982. When you're on nothing as well, do you know what I mean? I was looking for the, I was working part-time or doing little jobs at home, but £100 for them, probably 20 quid, 25 quid a week, and I, I thought, right, I'm never going to... Attitude change. Attitude changed, everything about me changed. Yeah. I just said, right, this is so lucky, I've got this break. I you went think there, that were I performed, a, unbelievable. You think that were a massive break in life as well? <laughs> break in life, you getting know away I mean? from... If you'd not gone there, you might have ended up with your mates. I've and... never had anything in life. My mum and dad, we were council estate, six boys and all that, rough as assholes where we lived and everything all my mates were like do you know what I mean um, I just thought it was a massive opportunity just me and I thought that my thought process is right I can look after my parents that's what I thought about and I was only at Leeds for uh, like I say I had some good like, I'd stayed in digs with Tommy Ryan Scott Sellers brilliant you know the atmosphere and like they were top lads and really really good players Went on, a lot of them went on to get good careers Dave Seaman was in nets um, Levis Tash then uh, only 15. That's <laughs> oh, a big one. He's been doing it a while, hasn't he? I don't think he did, no. <laughs> big quiff. But um, no, and then ended up getting the Island Youth team. And I got in Leeds team when I was 17 and a half, 18. I was playing well, really well in the youth team. And Eddie Gray, Alan Clark, sorry, they got uh, relegated that year from the first division. And Alan, uh, Eddie Gray got the job. And I was playing for the youth team one more, uh, down to play, just... Brian Flynn got injured on the day of the game and he just says, pulled me out and gave me my debut. So you, you thought you were playing for the youth team in the morning, but you ended he, up playing for the first team? At... Yeah, he pulled me out of the game and he says, uh, Brian Flynn's injured, you're playing. Oh, good for you. Would you have got nervous? No, if I didn't. There weren't time to get nervous. That's what I mean. If, you, if, it, if, it were, if you'd have found out midweek, Wednesday, oh, yeah, you played yeah, for the first team. To, no, just an hour late, two hours late, and I'm playing now. So uh, I got a man in a match. I, I played unbelievable against Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, and ever stayed in the team ever since. It's frightening. Was that you in then? Yeah, stayed in the team. Yeah. Um, again, he's probably he's probably the biggest influence on my career, Eddie Gray. Did he? Did you have him in the youth team? Yeah. No, Keith Minshew we had. And this is what I'm saying. You know, like earlier when we're talking about getting brought up in the youth team, and God, if we, I was absolutely, and we all were shit scared of our youth team manager, <clears throat> Keith Minshew. His name is. But you know, when you look back, how good was he for your? Development in your yeah. career. And well, we've said that, and we're like, you know, if you can't take a bit of shit in the dressing room, are you going to take it if there's 25,000 screaming at you? Oh, he was hard as nails. Hard as nails he was, and strict as anything. I'd say, and he come to see me down Plymouth when I was managing Plymouth, and I says, you know something, I hate you when you were a manager, but I says I probably would never have gone on and, you know, played a Jeez, long career really and true. done what I had to do because of you. Um, And then Eddie, as I got older, Eddie Gray was like, biggest influence on my career, so... So how long into your first year contract did they offer you a new one? We're quite good with that. Yeah, they only had a year and then I signed uh, a three-year contract. I was never, you know, I was never bothered about the money. I just loved playing for Leeds. And like it was, uh, and you're playing, you're making, you know, I made my debut with Frank Worthington, Kenny Burns, and I'm talking about players who would moan at you <laughs> or get on your back in today's, wouldn't matter if you were 18, 19, oh, Kenny Burns and what a top, top player, do you know what I mean? won the European Cups and Frank Gray and people like that. Or they'd be on your case if you weren't doing it, right? But I always think... you never... yourself as well, wouldn't you? <clears throat> them, Absolutely them shit yourself. Them shit yourself. But I always look back, it, it develops you and it makes you that bit of a stronger character. But they're talking to you on the pitch. The manager never had to do anything in them days because you've got the players who are talking all the time on the pitch. And I was lucky at Leeds. I, I played on some of the Billy Bremner, dearie me, after Eddie, Eddie got the sack when we were about fifth or sixth in the Championship. 
And then Billy Bremner comes in and like I'm thinking, fucking the be- the managers were better players in you know, <laughs> used to join in training, they were frightening. We always had ex players coming in training as well. Norman Hunter and Nick Bates and one of Terry Orif, I think, come in. And they were like, they trained like they were still playing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You well, could so see just affects his pals in for a on a Friday, a yeah. You know when you're on a Friday, you have an eight v eight, don't you? Usually just before the game, something like that. Yeah, they used to always come in on a Friday. Norman Hunter at the back, playing. He'd play at the back, and he'd like steam into you and all that. <laughs> Norman's, I remember Norman's ball. That's all he ever used to show. <laughs> Norman's ball. And then you got Billy Bremner like looking over there and taking the piss out of you and passing it over here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Frightening, honestly. Eddie Gray, like, oh. So you, you're going to learn off them. I used to watch even. Even though I was in the team and that, you know, when Billy Bremner and like Eddie trained with you, mm. I used to just watch him and think, how does he do that? And why, how, how, why is he so good? And you learn a lot from it. Just a little thing, yeah, learn, yeah. You think that's why he, he used to fetch him in? So you could learn from all. Do you think he just thought, oh, I'll like, send the lads for a couple of di- a couple of weeks, I'll get, <laughs> get him training for five yeah, I just think they were all just dead close, weren't they? I think they're all, well, whether they were going on the piss after, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they just used to come in and listen, when you're, a young, when you're young and like I said, because there was a lot of young players. And you've got, like, Norman Hunter coming in, and he was great fella. He talked to you, and, you know, like them time kind of players are frightening. You can, only, you can only talk and ask him about things, can't you? And mm. Kenny Burns, when I played with him, you can only learn from him. I mean, you've got to respect him. They've won European Cups or championships, mm. and, God, unbelievable players. But I loved it at Leeds. Absolutely loved it. I mean, over, what, 200 games for uh, Leeds? Two, yeah, 250. Going over 250, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I broke my leg. I was out for a season. I broke my leg at Barnsley. Broke it. To, fucking, I know, I'll need to tell you this story. I was 19 when I broke my leg. 19, 20. We played Barnsley. Stuart Gray broke it. I don't think he meant it. Anyway, got the pot on, broke my leg. I'm out for big full length plaster on my leg. So I'm back in Manchester. Obviously, there's not a lot I can do. Look after myself. I'm in Manchester. Um, so I'm due to get my pot off. Uh, they cut it down to your knee, and then I'm due. I've been out for about four or five months, so I'm due to get my pot off. Uh, it was Christmas time, so I'm in Manchester. So I thought I've only got my pot on left to go a week. I think I was getting it off on just New Year, around New Year's. I took my pot off myself. <laughs> True story, this. So you could go out. So I could go out. Not so I could go out. I'm just sick and tired of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting it off next week. So I've put me. I took my plaster pot off. So how'd you get it off? Just so, so, so yeah. <laughs> Just down in the shed. Yeah, like John doing in shed, done it in the kitchen. <laughs> little saw, sawed it off, got it off anyway. So uh, I'm still, I'm able to walk and that. I'm still walking with a limp. Anyway, I'm coming home one night. True story. I'm coming home one night. Sunday night, I was due to go back to Leeds on the Wednesday because I was get, I was getting my pot off on the Monday, and I was going back to Leeds on the Wednesday. But I've took my pot off. I'm going home. It must have been half 11 at night on a wet, rainy night, right? So I'm running, I'm 500 yards probably mm. from my mum and dad's house and I've come round this corner. This black Labrador, honestly, comes out, starts running after me, <laughs> barking its fucking head off, <laughs> right? And it was like, it was a fucking big Labrador. <laughs> it starts running after me, right? True story. I've gone to jump this flower bed. It's about so high. And I'm limping. I'm like, man, I'm probably running like I do now. <laughs> and I've gone to jump the flower bed and caught my knee right on the edge of the flower bed. Same place where I broke it. So I'm... The dog's fucking... Anyway, dog fucks off. I'm in this flower bed and I'm probably there for 20 minutes. <laughs> pissing down with rain. I'm, I've broke my leg again, haven't I? I've hit it right in the same place. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm in absolute agony and I'm whistling for some attention. <laughs> what fucking dog's coming back? Come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I always say I'm fucking lucky the dog did go. But 
I'm in, I'm in the uh, rose bushes. Is this, is this your flower bed that your house or somebody else's? No, I'm, I'm 400 yards from him, man. Right. Dad's, yeah. I remember the dog, Lions, the family was called Lions, and the fucking black Labrador. It's only got three legs now, the Labrador. <laughs> um, so I've run and I've gone to jump, and obviously, and I've caught my leg right on the thing, um, and I've, I've ended up going to hospital, and I've broke it again. How would you explain that one to the club? Eddie come to see me. Um, well, I, did, I just said on the Monday, my pot was off, wasn't it? So somehow I got away with it. He was understanding Eddie as well, but I broke it, right? And he wanted to play it up and they didn't play it, my leg. He come to see me in hospital. I was in hospital for a week and then I was out again for a... Did you tell the hospital what had happened? Yeah. But did they not tell the club? No, because I got... Me hosp the hospital I was really dealing with was in was Leeds. Right. Was in Leeds. I was so going back just, to Leeds. He's just, normal, he's just a normal patient in a normal hospital in Manchester. Right, yeah. yeah, so I've just gone. I've just, I've just had an accident. Yeah, right. I kept it quiet. I didn't even mention about my pot or anything like. But I cracked it right in the yeah, same place, and I was out for the, another three or four months. Lucky he didn't have to play it. And this is Eddie Gray. This is where probably biggest influence. So I was in all pre-season. Me rehab. I come back. I was in pre-season on my own. Rehab, doing everything, and Eddie Gray must have done every day with me. Oh, and the, when the lads are off on holidays off and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was in for them two two months. I didn't have a holiday, ten, probably three, nearly three months. He was in every day with me, Eddie Gray, and he got me to the fittest I've probably ever been. And I come back, and the lads we went to uh, went abroad somewhere, Switzerland. We won this tournament again, and like I just hit the ground running. Where I thought, God, I'm going to be struggling with this broken leg. And luckily, I was. It's a, but he it's, got you up to scratch. Oh, he got me like fit as anything, unbelievable. Only he was there. I wouldn't have done it myself, would I? Because you know what we're like. Yeah. He was there constantly, constantly doing every run I was doing, everything I was doing, and he got me to a level where I've probably, probably never been before, fitness wise. And that's cool. It might have cost you another three months, four months, but do you think that fitting. actually were a blessing in disguise? Because if you'd not done your leg, you'd have probably gone away for the two months. Yeah. I don't know. Done whatever you'd have done. Yeah. And then like, come back just normally half fitish as, as you used well, to. Well, it could have fucked my career up as well, couldn't it? Yeah, well, So yeah. I look at it that way and just think, and so, again, lucky, lucky, touch wood on that occasion anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just imagine you this flower bed, you know, like end of Shawshank Redemption when he gets out of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm whistling, the rain's, coming, the rain's coming down on me, honestly. It's <laughs> half 11 at night, I'm thinking, where the fuck? It's usually coming in from the pub, aren't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, who are you whistling for? Anyway, someone comes back, uh, a lad who was lived around, Paul Kelly was called, come round the corner. <laughs> but we had some characters there. Uh, a Labrador. Is that in the flowers? <laughs> what the fuck's he doing in there? <laughs> Is that a good he's day? happy, he's whistling. <laughs> so, but uh, he had to go and get someone and carry me. Carried me to my mum's, yeah. But, uh, no, was, uh, we had some characters around there. I told you the story, didn't it, about... Paddy, when I played for his team, did I tell you that story? Playing for Massey Ferguson's when my brothers were playing in their like dog and duck team, you know, pub team. Um, anyway, it's one something when I first got just after uh, I broke my leg, got myself fitness. So I'm going watching. It was probably the following pre season because we were just back training. I mean, still two, at Leeds. Yeah, still at Leeds. I was again 20, 20 year old. So I've gone to watch my brothers in this uh, Paddy Kelly, a fella called Paddy Kelly, local lad, local fella. He was the manager. Um, so I've gone down one night, summer, beautiful summer's night. I've got a pair of lead shorts on as well. Got my trainers on in the top. Watching the game and uh, my two brothers are playing. Anyway, they only had fucking 11, 12 players. One of them, but it was a semi-final. It was a big thing for him to get to the final. <laughs> so I'm watching. Anyway, they're getting beat 3-1. And uh, one of the lads gets injured. So I'm stood next to Paddy Kelly. I said, Paddy, I'll go on. <laughs> Right. In lead shorts. I had my lead shorts on as well. <laughs> true, again, true story. So uh, I says, Paddy, just put me on. No one will know. I'll just go under our Chris's name. So he puts me on, doesn't he? I go on the score hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> we win 5-3, right? I've got my trainers on. I went on with my trainers on. <laughs> we won 5-3, right? Again, we come in. They're in the final. Again, poor standard, but they were chuffed to bits. Paddy Kelly, Irish fella, fucking top fella. So we're in the changing rooms. After the game. So uh, we're there five, ten minutes, whatever. Anyway, the referee walks in, doesn't he? He's all, he shouts over to Paddy. Paddy, can I have a word with you? Paddy goes, oh, no, we're in shit street here. Ringer. Someone, I said, Paddy, just say I'm Chris, Chris Sheridan. Just give him that name. So the ref says, uh, 
And you could hear what he was saying. He says, uh, who's that lad you brought on? Me. He says, who's it? who is it? What's his name? And he, Paddy, Chris, Chris, yeah. He says, uh, no, he's good, isn't he? I just I says, I want to put his name forward for the interleague team. <laughs> 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 Your Chris play did he go and play it into league uh, team? Chris, no, probably three one. We call our Chris Egghead, so <laughs> But Paddy was absolute doubling himself. Shitting himself. Oh shitting himself. Can you remember if they won the final? No, no, I don't think they did, no. What was the crap with the five aside? The five aside uh, oh, comp. Yeah. Another one, that's another time. And again, the, when I played in that game after that game, I was going training back to Leeds then. Again, just keeping it all quiet. But the one with uh, the five-a-side, oh, God, my mates were playing in this big, big tournament. It was at Moss Side Sports Centre every Tuesday, Friday. So Big, big tournament. <laughs> it was... It, yeah, but, it's got it, Lincoln Final. <laughs> but you, you'll know why it was a big, big tournament. Big when tournament the prize, it was a big, big tournament because of the prize you were getting. But they were playing all year, and, like, they were playing in leagues, and then you get to a certain stage. Anyway, they get to the, like, quarters in the semis. The lads... And it, it's every Tuesday, Friday at uh, Moss Side, so they get to the quarters in the semis and what have you, so they think it's gonna, the standard's going to be a bit better, isn't it? Anyway, they've only asked me and Daz to play. Can you and your kid play? So uh, I was playing for Leeds at the time. In the first team or...? First team, you... yeah. <laughs> and it was on a Tuesday and Friday. So can you imagine? Tuesday weren't too bad, but Friday... I had to play, play so, side in Moss Side on a Friday. Moss Side on a Friday night. So we went up, right, so playing in the quarterfinals. Me and our kids played. So we first uh, Fridays. So anyway, we've played... Anyway, we get to the final, don't we? <laughs> right? The final, if you win it, yeah, was a holiday to Malta for seven people. <laughs> uh, so we played it. It's a big tournament, isn't it? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so we've only won it, haven't we? We've won it. We've won the final 4 0, I think. And anyway, thinking people have. And it's funny, I was speaking to a lad only a couple of weeks ago. He says, I remember playing against you in Moss Side. You and your kid played. Nobody recognised you, like, and say anything. Well, I think one or two did, but I used to wear a hat, a bobble hat. <laughs> a fake Not whether that could disguise me or <laughs> I mean, what, what's that game with uh, you've got glasses Guess on? Who? Guess who? Glasses and tash you know, I couldn't put that. too much on because I just wore a hat. So, um, <laughs> Put that on. They'll never know. But anyway, we won it and we went to Malta for seven days. Did you go? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> you were an integral part of that <laughs> Yeah, seven of us, yeah. <laughs> so, well, did you play on the Friday night and then actually play on the Saturday? For Leeds, you play yeah. five aside on the sa- at Friday? Friday, yeah. And you play Saturday at three o'clock? Yeah. Fucking hell. I travelled back after the game. <laughs> after the five aside, I travelled back, yeah. <laughs> what about two lads that you and Daz have replaced? Surely they were a bit, bit pissed off, I think, you get yeah, the trip to Malta. Nah, well, some of them couldn't go because of the timing. Some of them were married lads, weren't they, you know, with yeah. the families. Well, you can imagine me and Daz saying if we're playing in the quarters that we're going. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good trip. Brilliant trip, yeah. 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 How, how long... In your Leeds spell was was it that Howard took over? At the end, really. I'd been at Leeds from eighty two to uh, I think I would come eighty nine. Seven well, seven years in it, so six, seven years. Um Must have been took like you say you loved it at Leeds. And you, I think I remember you said, Would you have stayed there? Would you have happily stayed? I would have played if I could, I would have played at Leeds all my career, yeah. But the time had come, you know, like again I was a single lad and things that I mean, I did like a drink, I did like going out. Um which any young lad was, I was, I was, I was playing well at Leeds. You know what I mean? Again, I was had a massive relationship with the supporters, and t- times were hard as well. We never had any money, or um, but we had a massive season in eighty seven, eighty eight. We got to the semi final of the FA Cup, and we got to the playoff final. We got beaten both, and that was a massive season for me. Um, I could have left a couple of times because I was doing well personally. I was doing quite well, and there was clubs watching me, so. But I would never, I was never going to leave. And the year we did get there, I signed the night before the playoff final. Billy was manager. I signed the night before the final. Whether we win or lose, I signed a new contract because I just wanted to stay at Leeds. And that was to go up into the Premiership today, or First Division them mm-hmm. days. So I signed the night before because I didn't want to go anywhere. I mean, we ended up getting beat by uh, Charlton, and then obviously FA Cup. And I had a really good year that year. And then the following year was a bit. We didn't start well. Eddie, uh, Billy got the sack, and then I would come in. I'd, I just couldn't Didn't play for Did you know straight away? 
I just didn't like the way he played and even training I didn't like. But I think that was me as well. It was time. I think it was time for me to... Time for a change. Yeah. Even though I would have stayed. But I just... Um, what were the style of play? Or? Style of play didn't suit me. I would have done brilliant to get the team out of what they were struggling to get out of, you know, mm. the league. So he, he identified the players he wanted to get in. Um, I remember that I would, the team he had at Sheffield Wednesday before he come to Leeds, you know, big physical, strong, good, good team. And I just didn't think... Even though I watched it there, I just didn't think it would suit me. And I think Howard had made his mind up mm-hmm. more or less about me. Um, you know, he brought... Uh, I mean, we had some good players just coming through there as well. Bats, Speedy, uh, a couple of young players coming through. So, um, What were Batty like back then? Because we've heard reports that he just hates football. Did he hate it back then? I wouldn't say he hates football. Um, he was a good mate of mine as well, a, younger, a bit younger than me. Um we were always, if we went out, we went out together and uh, you could see he was going to be a good little player there. Just good at what he was good at. Yeah. Kept things simple, hard little fucker, you know what I mean? He'd let people know. Um, but he was a he was a good player, technically very good player. Uh, I wouldn't say he didn't like football, but... He's just not involved at all now, is he? Like, you never no, see he's him just, on anything. Uh, like, he's, he's, he's always been... He's all, I mean, I've talked to lads when he's at Newcastle and Blackburn. He's, I think he's been the same all his life. Yeah. Scruffy bastard. <laughs> tight bastard. Uh, but a great lad. Last in, and first good, out. Good, and a good, good player, yeah. Yeah. He just come in, come out. I think he, I think he ended up getting married to a, a nice girl, his kids and that, and he, I think he lives far away now, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Great lad. I can't he's lad. into his motorbikes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like great lad. Uh, I just didn't think he want didn't bother him what footballers had or yeah. what went with football and I think he just wanted to live his own way of life and full credit to him. If you think back, who who was in for you? You know, when they came to leaving Leeds, who was in I, for you? I, I went to Chelsea, I was gonna sign for Chelsea. I had my medical at Chelsea and everything. So I went down to Chelsea again. I was I was a single lad going to London. I think if I was married with my wife today, I would have signed for probably for Chelsea. Well she would have, do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 um and then I went down on my medical and I just, you know, when you don't feel comfortable, I just thought, I, I liked to get home, you know, like live north. And or were it just the London, the the club? Or... No, it went to Chelsea. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not like it is today, is it? I mean, Ken Bates took me out and um, we went for something to eat and that. But I just, no, I just felt uncomfortable. I went with my agent, I thought. But, and on the way home, funny enough, coming back from Chelsea, Knox Forest coming for me. And Forest were a good football inside then. And I thought, yeah, that's, I'll definitely go there. They offered me less money for this. But I wanted to go there. I thought he had good team, good players. Cluffy. Cluffy was manager. Um so I met I met Brian Clough on the motorway on the with my agent on the way back. I met Clough uh, on the motorway with my agent. Um So you're on the way back from Chelsea, you get the call straight away and you just <coughs> meet Went to name. meet him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Did he have his, his it was his green sweater? Yeah, assistant. Ronnie Fenton was there. With him, Ronnie Fenton was his assistant then. Um, yeah, yeah, he was dressed in his green sweater and all that. He'd had a couple of drinks, you could tell. <laughs> um, had he seen you much? No, he said, I've never seen you play. But my assistant says, you're a really good player. Well, he must have seen me play because we just played him three weeks before. <laughs> <and you're playing. laughs> we played him three weeks before, you think? <laughs> Do you think that were him sort of? Uh, do you think that were him sort of putting his stamp on you straight away? Oh, you were you were like scared of him. Do you know what I mean? Well, Brian, it's Brian Clough, isn't it? But I've um, never seen you play when he, you know full well that he has. It's him sort of like half saying I'm the I'm doing half doing you a favour here. Yeah, he just says, "Oh, well, when he's assistant senior, so." Uh, and it was quite because we were going to Bordeaux uh, pre-season or whenever. Or they wanted to get me signed up. Um, but now he's just like... But I, I wanted to sign, you know what I mean? Because he was such a good footballing side. And I thought, yeah, it'll suit me the, the way I try and oh, I want to play. Uh, fucking hell, what a nightmare that was. Um, I signed a three-year contract. I went there, joined him. Straight Bordeaux? Yeah, the, the following week, Bordeaux, yeah. Uh, met up with all the... Like, I mean, Des Walker, Percy, uh, Norm, Mark Crosby, mate. Um yeah, just met them all and, and signed. And I thought, yeah, good football inside. Hopefully it'll, it'll uh, be a good move, this and fucking disaster. So uh, it's like what we talked about before when managers, it doesn't work out at certain yeah. places. It's the same as players, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I went in there. I was only there three months. I went in there and, like, I was doing well. I played I played one game. I got man of the match in the game. 
in the FA Cup against Huddersfield. Uh, got man of the match. It's funny, it was a bit like this, the room. You know, pre we're playing Crystal Palace away on the Saturday. We're sat in it and I'm sat at the end and he sat all the lads around pre-match me, named the team and he just shouts down to me. He says, uh, I'm going to arrest you today, young Sheridan. He said, you've had an hard week. <laughs> Fucking hell, I've only played one game. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, you didn't say anything, you know, like you were like, and that was it. You just, you know, when you just face, I mean, there's a couple of players before me. I think Gary Megson and Ace and Hartford were a couple who were no, um, who just didn't play. Paid 650 grand for you as well. Yeah. Why do you think that he wasn't having you? I don't know. And it's funny, Norm, because Norm says, oh, tell that story when you played. I played, uh, we played Leicester pre-season. So, uh, one of, I think it was one of my first games. Pre-season. Anyway, the ball's come to me in midfield. I get older, I nutmeg so, someone, then I nutmeg another one. And I try and dink the keeper from 60 yards, don't I? It's a bar. Drags me off. Drags me off. He says, don't, don't, ever, don't ever do that, son, in one of my teams. <laughs> and all the lads are thinking, fucking hell, what a piece of skill that was. <laughs> Drags me off. And I thought, eh? Again, you don't say anything, no, dear. Yeah. I, I didn't say Fear anything. Like, so eventually comes to the crunch and he pulls it. Wednesday come in for me. So uh, again, we were playing Palace in the, uh, on a Wednesday night. So he, after the game... He says, oh, Sheffield Wednesday coming for you. And they were bottom of the league, Sheffield Wednesday. But Ron Atkinson was managing. I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd like to play for him. But uh, he goes, uh, we've agreed a deal. I says, what do you mean agreed a deal? I says, I don't, I don't have to go anywhere. I says, well, I'll stay here and fight for me place. He goes, <laughs> he goes, no, son, you won't get in one of my teams. <laughs> and that was it, simple as. Oh, I don't know. And then I thought, fuck it, I'm going. Sheffield again near home. Big club, probably in a false position. And I left on the Wednesday, left on the Wednesday, and we were playing them on the Saturday. Wednesday played Forest on the Saturday. So we went back. So normally you'd like to put it in where you can't play that game. No. Not now, wouldn't they? Played. Good game. We yeah, we beat them 1-0 at Forest, yeah. Did he have anything to say to you? Yeah. He's always pissed, wasn't he? And I don't like saying that because he was a top, top manager and, again, I probably would have... were, so... It... Yeah, he was, he was under the influence. He probably didn't even know I was playing. He didn't even know I'd left, probably, just left for it. Probably, <laughs> probably didn't remember that you played that game for weeks before when he said well, that. Well, he was he listening, he was like, for what he's done, you can't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a shame. I, I, I wish he just would have given me an opportunity because I do believe that I would have fitted in there. I would have fitted in there, all right? Yeah. Do you think you weren't yourself? You know, like when you said, I was scared to say something. Oh, no, you, yeah, because usually... You, you, you know, you'd say, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, but I was just like... I mean, we were playing in reserves and, and we were top of the league. We were unbeating the reserves. And like, you know, I think Archie Gemmell and Ronnie Fenton were thinking, come on, you've got to give him a chance. So, but nah, he was just Brian Clough, wasn't he? And again, when you're thinking he's done it with other players and it's just... It's his opinion and... Uh, what was the Bordeaux trip like? Was it a training trip or was that a... Fucking hell, training. It was like a, another stag do, wasn't it? <laughs> like a stag do again. I'm jumping in, I'm bumping into loads of England internationals and they're like, we're on session for a week, drinking for a week. We're cl- I remember, I, the thing I remember about that trip, and like we did have a couple of drinks, but again, they were they were good, good players, you know what I mean? I think they, I think they drank when they could drink. Well, they had a drink when they were, you know, more or less allowed. And then when they played, they were good, good players. Do you know what I mean? It was just one of them. But the thing I remember about that trip is uh, Brian Laws having a fight with Des Walker. Oh, and I mean a proper, proper fight. Good, good fight that was. Training, <laughs> training ground or boozer? No, boozer. And then we're playing hide and seek and then summits happen and uh, fucking... <laughs> we're all having a night out. We're playing hide and seek. <laughs> Running through the boat. Anyway, it's just kicked off for some reason and they've ended up having a proper scrap, them two. You're having a night out and you're playing hide cheating. and seek? We're, 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 back to the, we're in these shallies around. It's pitch black, not a light in sight. So someone shouts, let's have a game of hide and seek. <laughs> International footballers, man. <laughs> Kicked off for some reason. He were peeping while we were counting. Probably Norm. Probably Norm. I, can, I think I can remember uh, Franz Gar was hiding in some bushes and I've got this big pole and I'm whacking this, these bushes. And, Franny, where are you? Like, <laughs> uh, so what, him, why did it kick off then? I don't know. I don't know what for what reason. But it was a proper fight. What well, then where you thought, oh, it's going to be good this. We'll no, leave this for a couple him, of yeah, minutes. Just let him carry on, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Brian Law has been a fighter. Yeah, something happened. I don't know what it was. 
But we all forgot about the next day. Yeah, you just, yeah. <laughs> we had a drink. Have another one when we go out. Good <laughs> crack. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much did Wednesday pay for you? Uh, I'm not sure. 500, I think, of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, it cost, cost Forrest like 150 grand for that four month. That to pay you to pay See, that's, pay that, that's, the, that's the marker what he had at that club, weren't it? That he's lost 150 grand on a player in three months. And I imagine the board and that never really battered an eyelid. Yeah, but if they if he thinks he's the manager, if he thinks that player's not good enough, he's, he makes that decision, doesn't he? So mm. it's up to him, innit? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.